This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for your tablet, smartphone, and desktop. Support the show and get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. Follow Standard Orbit, Mr. Chekhov, and take us in. I said... Is the word of Landru. Joy to you, friends, and thanks for joining us here in Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show to the original Star Trek series. My name is Drew, or Landru, and this is my co-host Mike from Commentary Trek Stars. Hey, how's it going? It's good, it's good. It's good? Well, today we're going to do part two of the series you came up with, the uh, Standard Orbit Canon, or Take or Leave, or... Let's upset people by uh, by not adequately explaining what we're doing here. We're generating discussion. So oh, yes, definitely generating discussion. That's good. That's good. You know, whatever. We encourage so people ex- to do their own canons and, and submit them to us. And, oh, yeah. 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 You, you want to explain the premise again? Well, basically what we, we thought of was, uh, you know, the idea that sometimes... If you get rid of something, it makes the overall thing better, you know? Editing. That's what editing is all about. I'm a big fan of editing. I'm a big fan. that Nothing excites me more when I see something, and then you take something away, and then it's like, wow, look at how much better this thing is now that there's less of it, you know? <laughs> less right. is more, right? That's what they always say. Max has this theory where, you know, um, quality is uh, like maximum impact over uh, the least amount of time. So theoretically, the best movie of all time will be two frames long because you need two in order to make a motion picture. <laughs> two frames long, and everyone who sees it will turn into God. That's, okay. I mean, and that makes sense, right? So let's make the original series better by getting rid of the the bad stuff and also not just the bad stuff but the stuff that makes the overall whole worse right sometimes you got to sacrifice something great sometimes you have that amazing crane shot which took you like 3 hours to shoot and looks gorgeous and yet it just doesn't belong in your movie. That's what we're doing. So we did season one, generated a lot of controversy, whatever. Yeah. Now it's time for season two. Let's do it again. All right. So we'll go by air order. So the first episode that we'll cover is Amok Time. Yes. Which I believe that we have to keep. Yes, I think that it would be kind of pointless to watch the original series if you weren't going to have a muck time in there. Uh, the next episode is Who Mourns for Adonis? Not me. Do you? I, I would not mourn for Who Mourns for Adonis. It's it's an okay episode, but I'm not a huge fan. As big as a fan of as I am of Stargate and the whole ancient aliens and all the gods were just, you know, aliens... Uh, helping humanity out. I'm not a fan of when Star Trek brings that kind of stuff in. 
it's an okay concept, but this isn't an okay episode. I mean, the only thing that I really like about this episode is the stuff that they do with Chekhov, you know, because I'm pretty sure this is the first Chekhov episode. But mm. it doesn't need to be the first Chekhov episode. It's not like it introduces Chekhov. They're just like, there's this guy here, and he's a little kid, and he thinks that he knows everything. And in reality, he's just an idiot. And isn't it funny? I like that. <laughs> I like that. I also like Scotty's whole being chivalrous towards the, the woman yeah, and getting electrocuted like nonstop. I think the only reason why I really like that so much is I find it to be extremely funny. And I think the reason why I find it to be extremely funny is because of the uh, Futurama episode <laughs> where they keep on electrocuting him. <laughs> but uh, we don't need this, right? I mean, unless you want it. Do you want it? No. I don't no, really not, see it not as being necessarily tremendously great or anything like that. You you miss some checkoff humor, but I don't think that's necessary for the... Uh enjoyment of the series as a whole yeah so get rid of it so it's gone okay the next episode is the changeling now here's an interesting scenario right because i like this episode i think that what it does is fairly interesting however it is also very very similar to star trek the motion picture which i would say is better mm -hmm. so is it better to sacrifice this episode to make the motion picture seem more original? Or can we have both? Because who cares? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. I, I, want, I would like motion picture to be more unique since it, it kind of now plays off of a remake of The Changeling. Also, getting rid of The Changeling gets rid of our big problem that we mentioned in the Ahura episode, where they wipe Ahura's memories, teach her how to read, and then all of a sudden she's fine. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's totally get rid of this. <laughs> yeah. So I think to make motion picture more necessary and to get rid of huge problems like Ahura getting her mind wiped and nobody really caring, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say we get rid of it. Okay, cool. It's gone. All right. Next up is Mirror, Mirror. Keep it. Which, while completely unnecessary to the general overview of of the series as a whole, I, I believe that, yeah, that it should stay. Yeah. Again, it's like, what's the point of this if we're not going to keep episodes like Mirror, Mirror? What's the right. point of watching Star Trek? You know, there's certain things it's like, and, and we talked about this last time where it's like, you know, there's reasons why you watch Star Trek. And it's the reasons are episodes like Mirror, Mirror, and Amok Time. And mm. the idea is to make those better, right? right? So if we start cutting out episodes like Mirror, Mirror, because they don't fit in the overall whole of Star Trek, what we end up with is something which is bland, which I think is what a lot of people were saying we were doing before mm -hmm. i think maybe some people's favorite episodes were lost but i don't think any of our favorite episodes were lost right episodes that we thought were good maybe but not our favorites so mirror mirror and we're stay. making our making our canon right it's like i'd rather get rid of the other 109 episodes and keep mirror mirror than get rid of mirror mirror and <laughs> in order to make the other ones work so all right the next one is the apple yeah do you have any feelings about the apple? I like the idea of Kirk 
being the introduction of sin into this perfect society, but the fact that he need he feels the need to be that to you know freedom and and sin is better than you know perfection and uh, just blandness. I don't know. I mean, I personally have problems with that. Well, it's but it's interesting dramatically to have, and it shows you kind of a darker side of everything. I I don't know. I mean, I I feel like it it is character defining, but not necessarily in a positive way. Okay. Well, I guess here's the question: like, is there anything in it which destroys the other stuff? I would say probably not. Right. No. So, for, so in this case, it comes down to really a, a matter of personal preference. Do you, do you like this episode? No, not really. All right. I don't particularly care for it either way, so let's just get rid of it. All right. Apple is gone. Yep. It's rotten. A rotten apple. <laughs> threw it away. Next up is the Doomsday Machine. Yeah. I think that we have to keep this episode. Yeah. Even if, I mean, I'm not super duper fond of it myself but i know everyone else is and it it does have enough in there which uh is uh dealt with later on that you might as well keep it right right okay uh cat's paw how about no yeah i think we can just get rid of this one right Uh, do we even need to discuss it cat's paw not really it is it is written by the the guy who wrote psycho the novel so that's cool but but no Apparently he was having a psychotic episode when he wrote it. <laughs> yes. Except is my controversial choice, I Mud. Yeah. Because so, we kept Mud's women around so that we could have I Mud. Yeah. yeah. So we have to keep I Mud because yeah. we've already drawn that line in the sand. <laughs> yep. I think it's a lot of fun, and I would, I would miss a Star Trek original series without i mud yes and it's 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 our canon yours and mine Mm -hmm. uh next up is metamorphosis okay now this is the one where we see zephram cochran right yes okay while zephram cochran becomes an integral part of the star trek universe this episode itself isn't necessarily integral to his story and in a lot of ways i think that the what what was later done with that character would have worked better if this episode hadn't existed. Right. If we're, if we're going far enough into, I mean, it's not like we're going to go into next generation and stuff, but mm-hmm. we want to keep first no, no, contact. No. You know what? We can do that as bonus content on Patreon. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll make the SO canon for TNG. That sounds good. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of stuff. Just gone. <laughs> I don't know about Especially that. the first two seasons. It'll know, be like maybe four episodes. First two seasons, yes, but yeah. The Q episodes, and that's about it. Nah, I'm not even sure, though. Not even all the Q episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but Metamorphosis, yes, I agree. Uh, first Contact suffers from this, from this episode existing. Uh, you know, saying that he lives in Alpha Centauri. Um, having him be that age younger than James Cromwell. And it's just, it's an oddball story for me. 
Yeah. So I, I, I'd say Metamorphosis is gone. Yeah. All right. Next up is Journey to Babel. Because we have which, to have this one. We should, definitely. Yeah. It introduces Sarek and Amanda and Tellarites and Andorians and... We can't have Star Trek without Andorians. There's a good in that. It's got the first Andorian fight scene. There you go. Chris would be very upset if we got rid of such things. Yeah, we'll keep this one. <laughs> All right, now we've got Friday's Child. This is the one with the sun god and stuff or whatever, right? This is the one where the lady is pregnant and yeah. the Klingons are helping like a coup. Okay. Or, or something like that. So is it the one with the sun god, or is that the, 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 that was another one, right? That's another one. Okay. Okay. But this is the one where, like, Bones is like, I'm a doctor, not an elevator. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right. Um, you... I'm not, obviously, neither of us are really in love with this episode. All right, then screw it. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Because we can't, we can barely remember what happened to <laughs> Okay, the next is the deadly years which is you know everyone check off being a scaredy cat prevents him from getting old but everyone else gets old yeah um, i don't know i i think there are moments in this episode that make it worthwhile okay uh, uh kirk having to like cover up the the accelerated aging so that he doesn't lose command of the ship i think is is very emotional all right. For me. Well, I'll leave this one up to you. Yeah, we'll keep it. Okay. All right. But it's it's one of those on the bubble, I think, that if we if we go back through and have a best of the best episode when we're done with all the seasons, mm -hmm. uh, it, it might get trimmed out. Okay. All right. Just like Obsession. Yeah, which one is this one again? Obsession is there's... I was going to say a crystalline entity. It's not oh. a crystalline entity. Yes. It's it, a cloud that Kirk wants to kill. Yes. Similar to the crystalline entity that, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, obviously, I don't give a crap about this episode. What do you, <laughs> yeah. what do you think? I don't. It's, it's never been one that I've cared for. All right. That's gone. Yeah. We'll just get rid of it. Wolf in the Fold. Yeah. Hey, I like this episode, you know? I mean, looking at it now, I can see how it's rather misogynistic and whatnot. Right. And I'm not going to, like, forgive that or anything. But, you know, I like the idea of Piglet being Jack the Ripper. Um, another episode that was written by the Psycho Guy. Uh, also, by the way, I, I was thinking about this after our commentary with Into Darkness, but, you know, mm -hmm. John talking about, like, Captain Kirk not being a Lothario and stuff like that. Take a look at Wolf in the Fold, where he's like, come on, Scotty, let's go down to this planet and get you a woman. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. Anyway, but with all that being said, I do like a lot of the stuff in this. I like the mystery and everything like that. And I would say, keep it. Now, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite, and I'm going to say we need to get rid of it. Okay. Why is that? Again, it, it's kind of like how uh, I was arguing against Who Moans for Adonis. In that I don't like the ancient aliens kind of thing. I don't like the Jack the Ripper was an alien. I don't like the misogyny. 
I don't like that, you know, oh, you, Scotty, I don't like it being okay that we're like, oh, you know, Scotty, you, you know, you broke up with this girl. It's, it's natural that, you know, if we can't get you laid that you'll want to kill them. I mean, everybody does that. It's like, no, wait, we don't, I don't, I, I, I just want to get rid of it. Okay. I don't agree with you on the Jack the Ripper thing, but I can't defend the misogyny. So, okay, let's get rid of it. Okay. All right, so that's Wolf in the Fold folded away. <laughs> I should have tried to make a pun out of each of them. Uh, trouble with Tribbles. There is no trouble with Tribbles. There is no trouble with Trouble Let's with Tribbles. Let's keep it. Yes, there's, that's obvious. Uh, gamesters of Triskelion. They lose. Am I oh. right? Am I right? Oh, they lose that bet. All right. Yeah, it's it's an all right episode, but I don't think we need the disembodied brains obsessed with gambling who randomly grab three people off the Enterprise. And yeah, no. Uh, and and I don't like how it ends with Kirk being like, you know, I'm totally gonna come back for you, babe. <laughs> you just look up at those stars. I'm at one of those stars, having a good time without you. <laughs> All right, a piece of the action. More like a piece of the awesome, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners, that I brought up keeping everything punny. More like a piece of our continuity, right? Because yeah, we're going to yeah. keep it. We're definitely going to keep peace. All right. Uh, we've talked about it so many times that that I can't, we can't not have it. Even though it is kind of ridiculous and doesn't make any sense and in an actual continuity it i guess my my thoughts on this are similar to your thoughts on wolf in the fold or in a sense in, in terms of like the the alien presence and stuff like that where mm. here it's like this, no these people would not the, the the society would not evolve in this way it doesn't make any sense logically mm-hmm. um but it's good enough that I, I would say let's keep it because it's worth keeping it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The immunity syndrome, where the ship gets caught inside a giant amoeba. I don't think that this episode has immunity from being <laughs> cut off of our list. Am I right? <laughs> that works. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm... It's, again, it's an all right episode, but it's not. At least I can't think of anything that would make it necessary to to keep it around for continuity's sake. All right. Uh, a private little war. Now, this is the one. I always get the, the you know, various little war things. This is the Klingon one, right? This is the, yes, the one with the Mugatu. Mm-hmm. And the Klingons are supplying weapons to one side of this planetary government, yeah. getting around the Organian peace treaty by just supplying weapons to other people, so that they'll side with the with the Klingons. And Kirk having to decide whether or not they're going to break the Prime Directive by getting involved in this. Yeah, I mean, while this episode I don't think is tremendously super great, I do think that it has a lot of stuff in there which is necessary and also Mm -hmm. i think it does a good job of you know social commentary and everything like that so i I would definitely keep this episode no i agree with you 
next up is Return to Tomorrow, which I'm, I'll be honest, I just had to click the link to bring it up because I can't remember which one that was. <laughs> I was and it's the, the one thing. with Diana Mulder. Okay. And, uh, yeah, obviously nothing important happens in this episode, so let's get rid of it. Now watch, there's going to be someone out there who's like, what? Return of Tomorrow is the best? How could you get rid of that? It's like, we don't know because we don't know what it's about, but who cares? Well, no, it's, it's <laughs> the one where there are big spheres, and the spheres have personalities inside them, and they take over everybody else's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody acts not like themselves. and Yeah. One of the sphere people turns good or bad or something. Yeah, no. So we will not be returning to tomorrow in our continuity. All right, next up is Patterns of Force, because everybody loves space Nazis. Yeah, again, this is another episode where I don't have any strong feelings about it one way or the other. Man, it's really, season one is really, really solid, and season two has, like, some of the best episodes of the show, but then everything else is just kind of like, I, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's strange. It's not like season three where it's like, I cannot watch these episodes, you know? But <laughs> it's not like season three where it's like, you're going to get something good pretty much every week. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway. Patterns of Force, um, no... I'm I'm gonna say no. I'm okay. gonna say get rid of it. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. By any other name, again, another one I have to click on because the title is way too vague. Yeah, Galactic Alien Scouts capture the Enterprise for a return voyage and a prelude to invasion. Kirk's one advantage: they're not used to their adopted human form. Oh yeah. Yeah, we this don't is the this. one where Scotty drinks an alien under the table. Okay. Well, there's that. But that's There's like that. really all that it has. But going then he forward. also they all get turned into, you know, twenty sided dice. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. for a few of them for some reason, and then yeah, I don't think it's necessary for. Though it would, it does make the joke about Scotty offering data. If we keep relics when we get to TNG. <laughs> It makes Data's joke about it is green to to Scotty not funny because it wouldn't be there. No, I, th- I think I think that joke is still funny, and also I'm not sure that we would keep relics either. So, oh, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. controversy already uh, a few <laughs> years down the road. Hey, okay, all right, uh, the Omega Glory. I don't even. No. Well, Omega Glory, I mean, that was the one that was going to be like, I think that's what he originally wanted. Yes. Yeah. One of the pilots, yeah. even though it's really, really heavy handed. The Yangs and the Kongs. And, mm-hmm. and back then, uh, the network was like, cut it out. And maybe we should do the same thing. Yeah. I think, I think it should have stayed as one of those episodes that we... Wonder what could have been. Yes, yes. Because it did not. No. Yeah. Kirk having the preamble to the Constitution memorized is uh, yep. odd in general. Because Merca. All right. The ultimate computer. Yeah, this, this, this is staying in. The ultimate computer. More like the ultimate episode. Am I right? 
Yeah, I, I love this episode. I love sort of the commentary on it and everything like that. And I also love uh, the fact that Percy Rodriguez is in it. Mm-hmm. Percy Rodriguez, of course, being the uh, the voiceover guy who did the uh, narration for many of your favorite trailers, such as Jaws and the Star Wars trilogy special edition. You know, and R two D two. Yep. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Got to trailer. Got to keep that episode in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, next is bread and circuses, which is the one with the sun. Yeah. You know, the followers of the sun yeah. and about how Christianity. If the Roman Empire never fell, then Christianity might not have caught on until later. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen this episode as a comedy, as was originally intended. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, as it is playing it straight, it's pretty. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll let it go. Bread and circuses, more like dead and circuses. Oh, am I right? Oh, are you the crypt keeper all of a sudden? <laughs> Boys and ghouls. <laughs> and the last episode of season two was the backdoor for Gary Seven's assignment Earth. Yeah. Which adds nothing to any kind of continuity, but I would feel bad getting rid of it because the idea of a Gary Seven show excites me so much. Yes, and Terry Gar, and Terry Gar, and and the cat, and Isis. I say keep it. This is the this is what's going to draw a lot of a lot of problems. You got rid of whatever, but you kept Assignment Earth. Yes. Yeah, we're keeping Assignment Earth because Assignment Earth is cool. You know. I'm sorry, but it's cool. It doesn't, does it, it add anything to it? It's setting up an American Doctor Who yeah. from the creator of Star Trek. I kind of wish that the third season had never happened. I would much rather see Assignment Earth Season 1 than Star Trek Season 3. Does that make me a bad person? I don't know. But it's the truth. We'll, we'll have an Assignment Earth podcast. Yes. We'll make a Gary Seven podcast. We'll call it... Uh, I guess we shouldn't call it anything with ISIS in the title, should we? (laughs) No, that would be bad. That would be bad. (laughs) All right. Cool. So that's it. That's season two. So so what's what's the list of of episodes that we have in there now? Of the 26 episodes, we cut them down to 10. Excellent. Excellent. Which which is a lot less than I expected. You know, Breaking Bad has like 10 episodes a season. That show's freaking amazing. That's true. All right. All right. So what we've got now is Amok Time, Mirror Mirror, Doomsday Machine, iMud, Journey to Babel, The Deadly Years, Piece of the Action, A Private Little War, The Ultimate Computer, and Assignment Earth. Man, if we get rid of the stuff that we... No, wait. You skipped over Trouble with Tribbles. Oh, I didn't even write it down. That's 11. It's 11. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was so obvious that I didn't even write it down. Now, now you you listen to that list, right? And you say, like, this is a season of Star Trek. People would be like, that's the best season ever. There's not a single bad episode in there. Mm-hmm. Well. Well. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> they can't all be winners. But, I mean, come on. That's great. See? Yeah. You get rid of those 15 episodes. And then, I mean, if you read that list off of people, okay, tell me what's... What else is in the second season? Mm-hmm. And they'd be able to point out the bad episodes because they remember them, but they wouldn't be able to tell you, uh, you know, the the 
see, I can't even remember the name of it by any other name. Right. Was, you know, that we'd cut that out. Right. This is a good list. This is I'm a happy good list. with this list. Wait till we get to season three. <laughs> Wait till we get to the animated series. I Wait can till think, I have to watch the animated series. You know, honestly, I can think of more episodes series. to keep from the animated series than I can think of to keep from season three. And you know how many episodes I can think of to keep from the animated series? One. <laughs> so the next episode that we do on this will be very interesting to It'll say be very very short the least. to say the least <laughs> but it'll be oh, awesome goodness. can't wait yeah all right and how many were in season one do you have the list in front of you by any chance no i was okay. hoping you had it no i don't well we'll we'll we'll, we'll check it out we'll see right. yeah and when we're done i think we'll go back and do a, a curation yeah Maybe yeah. to see if we can get it to an even number or something. Right. Well, it was fun talking about our personal canon today, but that's just one of the Trek topics we've been talking about on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. But instead of it being a human being prejudiced against Vulcans because the Romans look like Vulcans... The Vulcans are taking advantage of themselves looking like Romulans in order to be racist against Romulans. Earl Grey. So, it is. so he's got the two armrests, and the right one says little, you know, Ensign, you know, Lamont, and the little arrow. And then the one on the, on the left says Lieutenant Commander Data. Like a little arrow. <laughs> the orb. But when they pull away from that window with Jake and Kira, and they pull away from the station, it's like they're closing the book. They're, they're actually closing the back cover of the book, and it's the end of the story. To the journey! How do you feel, Char, about the Borg Queen? Oh boy. I think the longer that I have watched Star Trek, the more I'm in the camp of, I don't know if I like her. The Ready Room. They want you to come across on Archer's side where he can be mad at Trip, but I have a really hard time being Archer being mad at Trip because... Just think of if we still treated, you know, people of a different race like this. Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. That can honestly be the reason they brought Wesley, because Wesley's got nothing else going for him there. I mean, yes, he can lead those kids, but that's just going to be by virtue of his age. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, he's 15 years old. Of course, all the other kids are going to look up to him, at least for a while. And then if he ends up being a total tool, then they won't. Commentary, Trek stars. Yeah, yeah, well, the learning we curve was never meant to be a season one finale. They were going to do the 37s, and then UPN wanted to open season two with it, and that totally didn't work either. Man, you gotta, you gotta say, UPN really ooped it up. Literary Treks. What Jerry Taylor talks about with Catherine Janeway's life is it's kind of a series of her relationships. I mean, she should be doing all sorts of fantastic things, right? And instead, we're learning about her boyfriends. Melodic Treks. But there's a whole host of, of people that appear in Star Trek. As I said, most of it is classic, of so it's Verdi, Vivaldi, Strauss, Trojkowski, um, Harry Kim. The 602 Club. This really does have an impact on, I think, the entire you know, comic book world. Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns still have a huge impact in the way that people view Batman today. 
And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows and get in on the daily Trek talk. you find them on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a bunch of other places. Or you can just stream it from the website. Just visit Trek.fm slash podcast to get all the links. We got a message today, and it's from Andy Bauer from Blacksburg, Virginia. And he says, I finally got a smartphone and have rediscovered the world of podcasting. And I have to say that I totally dig your show. I've always been a fan of TOS, and your commentaries and observations are great fun. I was listening to your commentary on Ahura and wonder how canon you believe many of the novelizations to be. You mentioned in a broad stroke how the Enterprise Bridge crew went on to become instructors at the Academy. However, according to several novels, this isn't the case. Chekhov went into training to become a security officer, Sulu became a hotshot test pilot, and Ahura did become Academy instructor. I'm not precisely sure of the novels in question, but I think a lot of this was covered in the Lost Years and subsequent novels in that series. Incidentally, if you haven't read any of the Ahura, Sulu, Chekhov-specific novels, you're missing out. They're great fun. Keep up the great work. Be well, A.B. Thanks, Andy. Um, yeah, no, you know, I don't know about you, Drew, but I haven't really read too much of the uh, the expanded universe stuff. Uh, it's just sort of like a time thing more than anything else. I've read a couple. I read one of the Sulu Lost World things, but it, it more covered his post, you know, his command of the Excelsior rather than his post Star Trek One path. Yeah, I have to. I have to check that that stuff out for sure. Um, it's just time, you know. It's it's it always comes down to time. Yeah, and I, I've been reading the uh, the New Dawn, the Star Wars New Dawn book yeah the prequel to the rebels cartoon yeah because i'm like oh look at this you know this is actually canon stuff i'm gonna keep track i'm gonna you know keep up on star wars and it's like well i don't have time for star trek it's just (laughs) one of those things yeah (laughs) i wish i wish yeah but no we've not read uh many of those books we're losers andy yeah We depend on our listeners to tell us what happened. Yeah. <laughs> or audible.com. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to contact us and tell us what happens in the books, uh, you can go to track.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose to send a show and choose standard orbit. That'll come to both of us by email. You can also use the tab on the left-hand column of any page to send us a voicemail using a webcam's microphone. And you can talk to us and our other listeners at our Facebook group, The Babel Conference. In social media, you'll find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trek.fm and on Twitter under username trek.fm. Mike, where can people find you out of orbit? Uh, you can find me right here on Trek.fm doing commentary Trek Stars with Max and John, and you can find me on commentarytrackstars.com where I do commentary Trek Stars off-topic with Max and Brandon. And you can find me on Twitter at mumbles3k. And you can find me on Twitter at 005, D-O-U-B-L-E-O-F-I-V-E, and on various other places around the network. Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor, who helps us bring Standard Orbit to you each week, and our sponsor for this show is Audible.com. Audible's a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for, like we do. Audible's the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Mike, what weird thing do you have for everyone? Well, you know, taking a suggestion from our listeners, I have Andy's suggestion of Star Trek The Lost Years, which was written by J.M. Dillard. 
uh, narrated by Leonard Nimoy. It says, After the end of the Enterprise's five-year mission, Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, and Dr. McCoy struggle to establish new lives apart from one another and the starship. The newly promoted Admiral Kirk is placed in charge of a specially created Starfleet division and attempts to defuse a critical hostage situation. Mr. Spock, who, in the midst of a teaching assignment on Vulcan, finds the one thing he least expected, and Dr. McCoy, whose unerring instinct for trouble lands him smack in the middle of an incident that could trigger an interstellar bloodbath. Oh, right. Yeah, and I'm assuming that there's stuff about uh, Uhura in here as well. Um, and you can get this book for free since you listen to Trek FM. So, That's Andy, right. you could get this book if you wanted to listen yeah, to it you again. You could re-listen to you it. You want to hear Leonard Nimoy say it? Get, 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 get Audible. Get on it. com. Trial. Because as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read or that latest novel from your favorite author. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And we thank Audible for supporting Standard Orbit and Trek FM. And there's another way you can keep us in orbit, and that's by supporting us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash trekfm, you'll find a list of donation levels where you can get things like exclusive digital goodies, early access to episodes, access to our project manager, and even be listed as associate producer on our shows. You'll find out where the donations can go, things like covering the monthly cost of hosting and distribution, hiring an editor for all of our shows, and upgrading our equipment. Again, that's patreon.com slash trekfm, check, so check that out. You can also check out trekfm.spreadshirt.com and get some cool uh, t-shirts with the alien illustrations by Toba Ushi or coffee mugs with our podcast cover logos on them. Yeah, I think I'm going to get one for my mom for Christmas because she drinks coffee. She doesn't listen to the show, but she's always like, I should listen to your show. And I'm like, eh, if you want. And then she doesn't, so... But Maybe. if you got our coffee mug with it, then at least she can promote it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good week and keep on trekking. It is the will of Liam. Mr. Chekhov, take us out of orbit ahead. Walk factor one. Hi, sir.